welcome back to Middle Ground. I'm Joe, and this week I am solo on the mic, which is pretty crazy because I have not been alone on the mic, I don't know, since we first started Middle Ground. I would say it was probably in 2020. I don't think I did a single Just Me episode in all of 2021, so this is an adjustment, me just talking, but I'm excited. I am going to be talking to you guys today about things I wish I could have told younger me. This is inspired by a TikTok that I made this week that was all about things younger me would be proud of now, and I thought to myself, that would make a good episode, and then Caroline and I were texting, and she gave me some options for solo episodes she thought would be interesting, and it fell right in line with one of her thoughts. So, here we are. I'm going to go ahead and get started with my grounding moment. You guys know, as I said last week, my grounding moments are all going to be house-related because we are so close. About a month out, a little bit longer than that, I think, but uh, five or six weeks, and uh, pretty soon we're going to be living in our new house, and things are moving quickly. Our cabinets are getting set this week and lots of other good stuff, and I am just focused on that, and uh, I have been really in my head this week and appreciative of the fact that I'm actually going to get to live in this house. I feel like the project has gone on for so long now that it started feeling like it was just this thing that I would always and forever work on, and the idea that it's actually going to come to an end, I'm going to get to live there, whew, wild. It does not even seem possible, but I am very, very excited. All right, guys, I'm going to go ahead and get into it. These are the 12 things that I wish I could tell younger me. And uh, this episode, it's really special to me because I feel like conversations I have a lot on the podcast, things that I talk about on social media, when it comes down to it, I am really doing what I'm doing because I want to be for other people what I wish I could have had when I was younger. And so I feel like this will really get into that. First and foremost, the biggest thing that I have learned is one teeny tiny moment can completely change the entire course you're on in life. And this isn't something that I necessarily understood until I think very recently. And the more I am learning about how true this is, the more I'm learning that you need to never say no to an opportunity that speaks to your heart. Because I'm looking back at my life and realizing that thus far in this first bit of adulthood, I've gotten where I am because when an opportunity has felt good and felt right, instead of trusting everyone around me and all the opinions around me, I have really decided to dig deep and trust myself. And thus far, I've found it to be really successful. Not to say that nothing ever goes wrong. I don't think that that would be a fair statement at all. But all in all, 
those decisions have taught me the most. Those decisions have made me the most joyful. And I feel like we live in a time, well, and maybe this is forever. It may just be human nature, but I feel like so often we get caught up listening to the opinions of everyone around us instead of truly doing what sounds right to us. So I guess this kind of wraps up as never say no to an opportunity, never say no to something that speaks to you and get out there and really, really go for it. Number two is uh, always be making new friends. And what I mean by that is make sure that you don't stop making new friends just because you feel like you have the people you need in your life and that's that. I uh, definitely was in a season in high school where I didn't necessarily have the friend structure that I wanted. I always get nervous whenever I'm talking on the podcast to say things like that because it's not that I didn't have good friends in high school and I feel like what if one of my friends from high school is listening and then they feel bad. Um, (laughs) But I think that me in the mental space I was didn't feel supported and loved and connected with my friends the way that I wanted to and I think a big part of that wasn't necessarily the people that were around me, but the fact that I wasn't prepared as a friend to invest in people the way that is necessary to have good relationships. So what I'm getting at is as you get older, you have more and more opportunities to meet people and not only to meet people that are new, but to meet people that you truly share values and hobbies and passions with and I think that that's really the difference is we we go through high school, we go through college, and we're surrounded by a lot of peers and people who are our age instead of people who are sharing our interests. And I think that distinction is just so important because I don't think I am the only girl out there who, through my younger years, I felt really alone and I felt like... I was misunderstood, and I think part of that might be that it's just a, you know, high school age, middle school age, even college for me. I think when you're young, there is a lot of that, people just don't get me, I'm too cool for school, or maybe I'm, I, in my case, I thought that I was too lame for school, and I was very insecure But I wish I would have understood at that time that making friends doesn't end. So never stop trying to make new friends. Uh, Okay, number three. This is something that I'm just learning now having Gardner. And uh, I'm really seeing the value in it in a way that I don't know that I understood when I was young not that I'm not young now. I'd like to be clear throughout this entire thing. I'm only 28 years old. So it's not (laughs) like I think I have figured it all out. But I do think that I could help out like 22 year old me, man, I really could have talked her through some stuff. But okay, back to thing number three. Uh, Thing number three is document everything. Write, take pictures, journal, and really get creative with it. 
something that I'm that I did that I'm really really grateful for is I did a photo book of all of college and not only did I photo do a photo book of all of college I included everybody's first and last names throughout the entire book and I talked about different things that I did with friends and made sure that I got those photos actually printed And I'm so grateful and I wish I would have gone above and beyond and done even more of documenting that way. I think that this day and age, everything's digital and we think that, you know, we can scroll back on our Facebook or our Instagram page. But the thing that we don't understand yet, I think a lot of us about digital documentation is those photos and those files degrade over time. And as they degrade, the quality gets worse and worse. And uh, we're not always going to be able to look back at that stuff the same way if it's not properly stored and all of that. So print your pictures, journal, write things down. Uh, With Gardner, I've been using this app uh, called Keepsake if you're a mom and you listen. Uh, and I absolutely love it. It sends me a pick or a, a question via text. And this is not like an ad or anything. They don't even know I exist, but I do love their app. So keepsake, if you're listening to this, <laughs> I love your app. Uh, but it's spelled Q-E-E-P-S-A-K-E. And they text you a, a question every single day about your kiddo. And as you have more kids, you can enter different kids' names and it'll document and ask you questions about them and then you can submit pictures and things and then at the end of the year uh, you can get it printed into a book and that's been really good. I've used chat books, monthly books to make it easy for myself. I've used once upon a time to make photo books, all kinds of different things. Uh, There are so many tools out there for documenting and I think that it's going to be this lost generation because all of us forgot how to document in an analog style, how to actually physically write things, how to print them, how to do all of that stuff. And I don't know, you will just, you'll never regret journaling and writing things down because getting to look back on that stuff is just so important. And I'm thinking about it, like I said, more and more with a daughter because that was one of my favorite activities as a kid. I loved looking through photo books with my mom and my grandmother. My grandmother still does that with me all the time, and I absolutely adore it. She has documented our family and all of this stuff, and it makes it just a joy. All right, next is kind of silly, and I feel like we've all heard this a million times, but wear sunscreen. Like, go ahead, wear your sunscreen, wear it every day, and uh, get into a routine taking care of yourself. Like, this goes for not only sunscreen, but a really good self-care routine. And I don't mean self-care in the way that we talk about it now. I, I mean it in the very, very basic way of personal hygiene is important, and if you prioritize it, it will become a habit. And so make sure that you take your makeup off before you go to bed at night. Use the moisturizer. 
put the sunscreen on in the morning, not because you need to keep your skin looking young or anything like that, but because it's good for you and it's good for you to protect yourself and cancer is real and it can happen. And anyway, yes. Uh, do, 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 do. Oh, number six, guys, your mom's always right. She's always right. And, uh, I think that was one of maybe the hardest things for me to realize as I got older, because at some point you hit this age. And if you are a little bit older and listening to the podcast, I'm sure you understand this. And I'm really curious to experience it from the mom side, but you hit this point where you realize that the reason your mom guided and expressed and wanted you to do the things that she wanted you to do was because she was trying to protect you from her own negative experiences, whether that was heartbreak or whatever it was. And when that clicks, it's such a big impact. And I wish I could tell my younger self that mom is just trying to guide you. I think, you know, and the thing is, I really didn't fight with my mom that much when I was older, but I feel like I did dismiss a lot of her opinions because I thought I knew better, and uh, that's just not true. And while she doesn't have my perspective and she didn't have necessarily the same priorities in mind when trying to guide me that I had, I wish I would have weighed her opinion more heavily. This next one that I wrote down, I feel like I kind of touched on in the beginning when I was talking about friends, but I think that number eight has to be that you get out of relationships what you put into relationships. And I learned this from my friend Brittany and my friend Colleen, who I talk about, I've talked about quite a few times on here. I know that I've definitely highlighted Brittany because she's the one who saved me uh, postpartum and really showed up for me. And uh, I've been friends with Brittany for, gosh, it'll be 10 years here soon. And she has been a phenomenal example to me of friendship. And I remember when I first met her, we were just acquaintances, not friends. And uh, I saw the relationships that she had and I envied them. I really, really envied them. And so I sat back and I watched, I said, what does this girl do differently that I need to learn about that is making her such a bright star that attracts all these wonderful relationships? And as I watched her, I saw it was because she goes above and beyond for each person in her life that is within her inner circle of friends. She goes the extra mile. She makes sure that her people are always shown up for. And the result of that is people showing up for her. And I learned a lot from that and I started implementing it with my friends. I started making it a priority because my friends, all of her friends seem to be in from my perspective at that time, 
were close. They lived in the same town, whereas my friends were all over the country. So I spent a lot of time thinking about how can I implement that? And what I learned and what number eight is, you know, show up for your people. How you show up for them is how you'll show up, how they will show up for you. And I all of a sudden prioritized making sure all my friends got a phone call. So I try to call all of my friends at least once a month that are long distance and spend an hour talking with them. Some of them I even make it happen every other week, which it takes a lot of time, a lot of dedication. And I know that only an hour seems like not that long, but I have my friends from high school, my friends from middle school, uh, my friends from college, just everything. And I really value those relationships. And as soon as I started investing that time, I realized my friends made it a priority to invest that time back. And I'm not saying that it's uh, 50-50, you know, but uh, a dear friend from college, I call her every other week and I've done it for years. And uh, just recently, you know, she started calling me because she hadn't heard from me as often because I've been busy with a new baby and things like that. And she called and I said, thanks for calling. She said, well, you always call me. And so I knew when I hadn't heard from you that it wasn't something negative. You know, she said, I knew you were busy and I wanted to make sure I was on your calendar. And I don't know if any of this is making any sense to y'all listening, but it's just being able to invest in your friends will make your life so much better and celebrating their successes. That's going to be number nine celebrate the people around you. I'm now taking my list out of order. So this could get really interesting guys, but celebrate, 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 celebrate everything. There is always something to be celebrating and be excited about, even if it's not in your own life. And the more you celebrate your friends and those around you, the more good stuff there is. And I I think that this is just... I wish that we taught young girls that there is just as much value to celebrating your friends and letting them have their moments as there is value to you having your moment. And I have learned that time and time again as I've walked through all the engagement parties, all of the... um, baby showers, graduation parties, all the things over the years, I have learned time and time again, it actually is really fun to celebrate the people you love. And when you go all out for them, it not only makes them feel good, but you. So prioritize that. Please, please, please prioritize that. Number 10. Holy moly, I'm moving through these faster than I thought I would whenever I wrote this. And (laughs) so this is a short episode. No one tell Caroline, okay? No one tell her. Just kidding. You can tell her. She's going to know whenever she listens. All right. Number 10 is you don't need that. Yeah, I know that that doesn't really sound like advice, but that's the advice I would give myself. And I would honestly give myself this advice right now, even. (laughs) And it's something that I'm working on. I'm having this huge life battle with capitalism lately and just consumerism as a whole. 
And I cannot believe how many things I have that I don't need and how many things I've spent money on just to get a quick dose of serotonin. Is that the right thing? Is that what I get a dose of whenever I buy something? That might not be right. But anyway, regardless, you don't need all of the things. And things are not that important to living a happy, fulfilled life. And if you truly feel like there's something you need in order to be happy, it might be time to rethink where you are. At least that's what I wish I could tell younger me because I remember a time where I thought, oh, if I could just get that bag or those shoes or those are really bad examples, but uh, things like that. Once I get to own my own home, once I have the ability to buy myself a different car, then I'll be happy. And the thing about that dialogue is it becomes that way always if and when, and then you hit that point and you succeed and you have that thing and you realize that that thing doesn't bring you joy. And so you go back to the drawing board and you go, okay, well, what's the next thing that I want or need? That thing for sure is going to do it. And then it doesn't. There is so much happiness to be had in the things that you have And looking a certain way or having specific things or having a really fine-tuned aesthetic isn't going to make you feel fulfilled. And so spend that time reading books, which you can get a library card and go get books and not spend copious amounts of money on things. You know, we don't need these 45 subscriptions to streaming services. That's probably my hottest take is you don't need to watch all the TV. (laughs) But I also just don't enjoy TV as much, excuse me, as much as most people do. And so I know that that's an easy one for me to give up. Uh, But you just, you don't need things. Having more can honestly in a lot of ways, I think, make you feel more overwhelmed. I saw a really good TikTok today that was, I'm on interior design TikTok, and something that's really popular on interior design TikTok is for designers to say, this is the thing we're no longer going to do in 2022. And then they'll go on to just, sometimes it's helpful, but a lot of times they'll just go on to bash old styles And I hate that. And I, my algorithm, as it does, fed me a video like that. And I was like, why am I getting this? And then I waited my turn and it was in fact a stitch. And it was somebody going on in response saying, you know, I might have the house that's 10 years out of date, but we live here and we dance here and we laugh here and we have wonderful, enjoyable movie nights here. And uh, she just went on to explain why each part of her home was valuable and how her table may be out of style, but it provides her somewhere to sit and to eat with her family and how her bedroom set might be far out of date, 
but it's somewhere to rest her set her head that she feels safe. And I, I wish younger me could resonate with that because I was so set on having everything look a certain way and appearing a certain way to others. And I mean, that's just it. It's, it's just not that important. What's important is spending time with the people that you love and, uh, finding what brings you joy and getting your hands dirty and, uh, really digging in and having experiences. And if you're in a season of life where you can afford the finer things. And I know to a lot of people, I've realized that our idea of what finer things is, has become so twisted, our expectation. And the thing is, if you can afford to get a brand new couch and a brand new bedroom set and a brand new, those are the finer things. And that's wonderful. I I think that I'm, I'm all for you investing in pieces that you love. But don't put the pressure on yourself that you're going to have to do this every four to five years to keep up with just ever-evolving trends. I don't know. This has gone on way longer than I intended. Clearly, this is what's been on my mind. But you just don't need that many things. It You don't. All right, number 11 is learn to meditate. I so badly wish that younger me could take 30 minutes, not even, it doesn't have to be 30 minutes, five minutes every morning to sit and empty my mind, reflect, and really try to meditate. I think that mindfulness is such a lost treasure for a lot of us, and uh, I think it would make a world of difference. All of our minds are moving so quickly. We're taking in way more content than I think is ever going to be healthy for us. We are trying to interact with a number of people that I don't think us as a species were ever meant to know or see or, you know, and we're taking in all of these opinions and that in and of itself can be so exhausting for our mind. And for me, I know it makes me feel sluggish and just very low energy. And so younger me, learn to meditate, take the time, empty your mind, realize that you are a speck on a floating rock. <laughs> and uh, there's something really beautiful in that and being able to take your time and just slow down and let go of those opinions that everybody else has can make a world of difference in how you're feeling, how you're existing and make your life a lot more joyful. All right. And on that note, number 12, the last on my list. And I don't know that this is the most important of them, but I think it's the thing that will widely apply to anybody in any season of life that you're in. And that is, you look great. You look great. Stop picking yourself apart. 
You're not meant to love your body every single day. You're not meant to look perfect every single day. You're not, you don't exist to look at at all. You exist to enjoy and to experience and to do all the things that I've mentioned on this list. And getting caught up in the vanity of your appearance ends up making you miss out on so much other good stuff. And I just wish younger me could appreciate how she looks in that moment and how beautiful. Because even now, I I look back at photos right before I was pregnant with Gardner. I was the heaviest I had ever been. I'm actually heavier now, but uh, at the time. And I hated how I looked and I tore apart how I looked and uh, I just can't believe that because I look back at photos I'm like you looked wonderful and it's not that I was insecure I think there's a difference between being hard on your body and you know talking negatively to yourself and being insecure because I was kind of in the mindset of looking in the mirror and being like, yeah, I don't look my best, but you know, that's okay. And I think that was a healthy place at that time, but I want to get to the point where I look in the mirror and not only am I neutral on my body going, yeah, you know, it's okay if I don't love it. Cause I'm not going to love it every day, but I want to look in the mirror and see myself the way that I will likely see myself in 10 years. Because I know I'm not the only one who looks back at photos and remembers how I felt about myself at that time, but then looks at the photo and wonders how the heck that's what I thought of myself at the time. I don't want to carry that anymore through my life. And so I really, really, really encourage when I'm thinking of my younger self is loving yourself where you are the best to the best of your ability. It doesn't mean loving your body and how you look every moment of every single day, because you guys know that's just not realistic, but in the moments that you feel okay, embracing and just celebrating where you are. And lucky number 13. You know what? I wasn't going to toss this in there. I said 12, but number 13 is drink more water. Drink more water. Just do it. Fill your water bottle. Take it with you everywhere constantly be drinking water because not only will you feel better, you'll look better, you'll, uh, everything about it, it's just better all around. We're meant to drink water. Drink lots of it. (laughs) It's the simple things. They make a huge difference. Okay, friends. I know that this episode is a little shorter than usual and I'm sorry for that. I really thought that 12 things would get me talking longer than that, but something about when it's just me on the mic... (laughs) I run out of things to say, and then I panic about not having anyone to interact with. So regardless, I hope this has been interesting to listen to for y'all. And something that I would love for those of you who are here to do is join our Facebook group. I know I plug this every single week, and Caroline, I, I don't know if she's actually interested in the Facebook group or not. Not that she's not interested, but... I mean, I'm not sure it brings her as much joy as it does to me, but I love 
getting onto the Facebook group each week and having you guys discuss whatever we have talked about that week and bring up what conversation or thing it made you think about and the way that it's impacting your life and how you're applying those things to your day-to-day. It makes me so happy and not only does it make me happy, I feel like it gives me a lot of guidance to what kind of topics you all want us to cover, things that you guys want to continue to hear us talk about, and how we can continue to make middle ground something that really helps you. So, our group is Middle Ground Podcast on Facebook. You can request to join. It's private just so that we don't have spam on there. But you can request to join. We'll accept you. Um, And if you're already part of the Facebook group, would love, love, love to hear any things you wish that you could tell younger you that you feel like I missed in this list. Like, what are the big things to you? Even as I continue talking, I think of more and more that I could have written down. Like, get the puppy. That's definitely up on my list. I would have reassured myself that getting the dog was the best decision ever. (laughs) And I'm sure there are lots of little things like that too that we all have. So regardless how old you are, if you listen to Middle Ground each week, or even if you don't, hey, join our group. Tell me the things that you're thinking about. I would love to hear. And uh, as always, you can reach us, hello at middlegroundpodcast.co. And... uh, I guess since it is the last week of February, catch us Thursday for our advice episode. Uh, Be sure to shoot us an email so that we can go ahead and get some good stuff going. Again, hello at middlegroundpodcast.co. We'll be responding to all of y'all's questions. And uh, yeah, I hope that you guys have the absolute best week and I love you so much.